Hello, 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 welcome. My name is Pete Morgan. This is The Puppy Podcast. Uh, It is where, on one hand, I talk about the lives of our two dogs, our four-year-old Golden Labrador Lincoln and nine-month-old, where's that gone, Uh, Black Labrador called Elvis. We do talk about Elvis more, though, because, well, he's, he's the reason it's called The Puppy Podcast. And it's also a place where you, whether you are a puppy owner, uh, or you're soon to be a puppy owner, or you're a dog owner, or you're a dog lover, uh, we come together and we talk about our furry babies. We share our experiences, our trials and tribulations, in the hope that we will all become better puppy and dog owners so if you've got a question about your dog or your puppy and you think that the puppy podcast family can help you can get in touch Uh, we are on facebook on the puppy podcast page Uh, we're on instagram at the puppy podcast on twitter at puppy podcast or on email the puppy podcast at gmail.com if you are joining us for the very first time thank you so much uh, for doing that, um, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, or whichever podcast app brought you to our door. Uh, but yeah, leave a review, uh, five star review if you can, if you can. And I mean, I've said this before: if you've genuinely got some constructive thoughts about the podcast, then email me. The puppy podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm not averse to it. Just, you know, just don't slag us off online. It's only because if, if we get good reviews and if people like what we're doing, then more people get to find out about us and the puppy podcast grows and grows. It's a bigger kind of community of people who will be there to help each other because I don't know, by and large, I find puppy and dog owners are just nice, sociable, helpful people. I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule. But by and large, you know, we're all we're all good. Uh, so however you're listening to us, uh, thanks very much for listening to us. If you're in the car, if you're at home, if you're sat with the family, if you're lying in bed, if you're out on your dog walk, if you're at the dog park, hello and welcome. Um, we start on a, a slight down note this week in the fact that there's no puppy dog of the week. Um, no nominations in this week. If you would like to nominate your dog, and who... Who wouldn't? I don't get the... I mean, every chance I get, I talk about Elvis and Lincoln. You know, if I go to a a business meeting or if I meet up with a friend or, you know, within about five or ten minutes, I've brought up the subject of how wonderful our dogs are and I've got pictures to show like some proud father. And I think many of you are the same. So all you need to do is email me a photo of your dog and just a bit about them. Why should they be Puppy Dog of the Week? What is it that they do that's so wonderful? Just basically boast about them. Really kind of, you know, kind of lay it on thick. And then if you, you know, if we can arrange an interview or arrange a phone call, then we do that as well. But otherwise, as we've done for a couple of people in the past, I've just read out the nomination and we've celebrated them. And the episode gets dedicated to them. Uh, they get a couple of shout outs on social media as well. And they get a certificate. I know I'm behind with certificates. I will apologize for that. Now it's been a little bit mad and I've been kind of here, there and everywhere over the past week. Um, I will get onto it 
this week. And I know I said that last week. So, uh, certificates will be sorted. Okay, uh, let us um, move straight on from uh, Puppy Dog of the Week. Um, <laughs> because there isn't one. Uh, on to Dog News. Dog News! And we've got two pieces of Dog News this week. I mean, you cannot have failed to be um, touched by the humanity that has come out following the Hurricane Harvey devastation that has happened in Texas. Um, the, the flooding that has occurred, uh, I mean, from a, from a personal point of view, it seems almost unprecedented. Just incredible, and our, our, our thoughts and our prayers go out to the people who've been affected by Hurricane Harvey. But one of the great things is, as I say, the, the kind of um, the humanity that has come out of it uh, regarding the animals. I mean, the, the human side of it has been great, but just the animal stories, and that's why it's mentioned in Dog News. Um, th- there's a, a, a video from the Harris County Sheriff's Office where they saved a black and white dog, looks like a, a, a spaniel uh, in the still that I've got here. Uh, it was a, a gentleman called um, Billy Hudson. Um, uh, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was the county sheriff's office. I apologise. Uh, Billy Hudson saved a tortoise. Uh, the county sheriff's office, who waded, obviously tethered, but waded into the floodwaters to save a stranded dog. And there's been so much of that. I mean, just taking it kind of out of just dogs. As I say, Billy Hudson... Uh, used his tugboat and saved a tortoise. Uh, there's been snakes that have been saved. There's been cats. There's been cattle. There's been so many animals. There's been a, a, a deer that was rescued as well. Uh, there's been so many animal rescues talked about. There's been so much focus put on the way animals have suffered through this and it by no means or certainly not for me by no means does it diminish the the human tragedy of all of this but i just think there is something kind of uplifting and inspiring about how humanity in the midst of this tragedy doesn't become so selfish about its own species that it will still take time out to rescue the dogs and the cats and the cattle and the the deer and the snakes and the tortoises and I I, I just it, it really it, it it warmed my heart to see it uh, and there's be there are far too many stories to tell here I mean I've just kind of told a couple um, but there are so many stories of the people of Texas just coming together and no making sure they were safe but also helping their animal friends whether it's their own furry babies whether it's their neighbors pets whether it's their community's pet it doesn't matter but that really was it was uh, uh, some lovely stories uh, coming out of that and the other bit of dog news dog news is a little bit um uh, it's more uk based here of course we've just had a, a bank holiday weekend and again, I mean, we talked about this. We we had a vet on talking about this. Of for goodness' sake, do not leave your dog in a hot car. 
I remember specifically, we talked about the fact that if the temperature is over 20 degrees, you probably shouldn't even be taking him outside. However, this pillock, um, who has been dealt with now, uh, had three dogs that um, they were in his van. So, you know, there's a likelihood that there wasn't even, it wasn't even windowed. You know, they didn't even have windows for the possibility of fresh air. Uh, and they were left in that van uh, when their owner went to a fish festival. Now, the dogs are believed to have been in the park vehicle for about four hours. Which is just, I mean, we barely leave Elvis and Lincoln alone in the house for four hours. Never mind leaving in the in the car. And certainly, I will confess, in the past... Obviously not in hot weather, but there would have been times when I would have nipped into the shop and left Lincoln in the car. But I, I just don't do that anymore. Certainly since speaking to the vet and realising just how distressed it makes them and how high the temperature gets in a car very quickly. You know, don't forget the dogs can't operate the AC. They can't, you know, crack open a window if they're feeling hot. So, yes, I mean, uh, Bank Holiday Weekend here in the UK um, was very warm. I mean, temperatures up to kind of 26, 27 degrees, uh, which is about kind of mid-80s in Fahrenheit. So, I mean, it is. It's 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 warm. It's warm for humans. You know, imagine if you're in a position like a dog is where you can't, sweat in the same way you can't perspire in the same way and the main way of getting heat out of your body is to pant i mean you're just not going to be able to pant fast enough um just a reminder as well if you do i mean please if you have a dog do not leave it in a hot car it's as simple as that yes i know you may have to go home first and then go back out after you've taken the dog for a walk you're only just nipping into the shop for 60 seconds it doesn't matter try and sit Try and do it yourself. Just try and sit in a car on a hot day that's in the sunshine and just see how long it before you think, my goodness, this is, this is uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Now imagine if you were covered with fur so couldn't sweat like you probably are. I mean, it will kill you. And the other thing as well that when we talked about it was think about your, your dog's when you're taking them for a walk if you if it would be too hot for you to go barefoot on that pavement why would you make your dogs do that it just doesn't make any sense uh and the the, the general advice is if you do find a dog in a hot car you call 999 and tell them you found a dog in a hot car and they will deal with it do not call the rspca first uh in the uk you know, don't call your animal shelter first or your local dog warden first or what you call 999 or 911 and explain that there is a dog in a hot car. Uh, and, um, yeah, it, uh, it, yeah, I, I know I, I, it's a real soapbox thing for me and I know I get on my high horse about it, but I just don't understand why people think it's okay. You know, so let, I mean, 27, degrees uh in a a closed car after 10 minutes that's 37 degrees after an hour it's 
51 degrees Celsius, which is about 130 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe a little bit less. It's it, it just madness, and you shouldn't be allowed to keep dogs if you do it. And hope I mean, I don't think this this uh, owner that you know when they're talking about possible animal cruelty charges, but I really hope the dogs are taken away from him because you you shouldn't be allowed to keep them if you know you can't be trusted to to look after them. So uh, that is uh, this well that was me getting on my high horse, but also that was this week's dog news. A um, couple of people getting in touch asking about Lincoln. How's Lincoln getting on? Uh, he's still got the cone on. Went to the vets yesterday. So I'm recording this Friday morning. Uh, he uh, went to the vets yesterday uh, for his regular jabs, for his allergies. We also talked about his um, scrotum, which, he, he, you know, he's still quite red, but the red area is diminishing and we've been given more cream so we have to put the cream on twice a day uh, but the cone has to stay on so in a couple of days time he will have been in the cone for three weeks um and as you can imagine he's you know quite miserable about it we try and have cone free time so whenever we feed him we take the cone off and we leave it off until he starts licking himself uh, and sometimes that's you know, literally four minutes after. And when I say licking himself, I mean licking the the infected part. Uh, sometimes that is, you know, like 40 seconds after he's finished eating. But, you know, there's been a couple of times where it's been kind of 20 minutes, half an hour uh, of him just grooming, which is fine, um, but not licking himself, which is, which is good. Uh, and obviously when we take him out, uh, on the walk, we don't have the lead on. You know, we try and make sure there's a fair amount of uh, of no cone time, uh, should I say. Uh, no cone time, not no lead. Uh, no cone time uh, for him. But, yeah, he likes to, when he's got it on, he likes to bump into you wearing it. As if he's saying, I'm wearing a cone, you know. I'm, I'm disabled here. I should be getting benefits, uh, is what he's saying. Um, Elvis... And again, Elvis has been absolutely fantastic with Lincoln. He has just kind of left him be. There's been none of the, the rough and tumble that there normally is. Uh, and there's been none of the, the kind of, um, kind of barking, playing that they've been doing. He's really just kind of left him alone. In fact, I'm just recording this now. Elvis is underneath my desk as I'm recording. And I don't know where Elvis is. And I always find this a little bit unnerving. Because I can't hear him either. So I tell you what, I'm just going to go and check what he's doing. And I'll be back I'll be back in a second. Let me go and see. Let me go and see what he's up to. I'm not going to call him because I want to see what he's, what he's been doing. Oh, he's so cute. Um, he's basically sat on the back lawn, sunning himself. 
He's just there in the in the sunshine, kind of just lay back. And uh, he heard me kind of walk out and kind of sat up in that. What? What have I done? I've not done anything. <laughs> oh, um, but he's. I mean, he's growing up so much. We've uh, still got a couple of issues regarding the the jumping up. Him walking on the lead is so good now, which is great. And the same with Lincoln as well. We can walk both of them on the lead at the same time, which is a a, a real leap for us. Um, but I wanted to talk about something that happened last weekend. And we took both of them for a walk in our local park. It's a huge park. I've talked about it before. Uh, and we let them off the lead when we're in there so they can really run about and really, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, I can walk them anywhere, but I'm not running around with the dogs. They can run around on their own. So we took them there. And do you know what? What I'm going to do, I'm going to tell the story, but I'm going to tell it to, obviously to you, but I'm going to tell the story to a professional. What I did is I spoke to a lady called Christiana Hines from Hampstead Hounds. Uh, she's on uh, Instagram, um, at Hampstead Hounds. That's H-A-M-P-S-T-E-A-D, Hounds. And I told her all about it. Hello, welcome to the Puppy Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So let me tell you what happened last weekend. We were walking Lincoln and Elvis. Uh, they were off lead and they were a little bit overexcited. Uh -huh. So I, I should have seen some of the warning signs there. Okay. Lincoln, when he, he gets overexcited, he just likes to go and say hello to dogs. Elvis, when he gets overexcited because he's still a puppy really likes to kind of make himself known to anyone, everyone, anything. You know, he really doesn't mind. He likes going up. He is, he's a nine-month-old lab, so he's hes quite big um, mm. and he's quite boisterous. We've got an issue with him jumping up, which we're trying to deal with at the moment. And the best way of dealing with that is to ignore it. But it's hard to shout that out to people. Just ignore him. Don't, don't make eye contact. Um, so he... Um, sees a dog that's playing a hundred meters away. Uh -huh. He runs off to towards this this dog, and again, not unduly worried because he's not he's not aggressive with other dogs. He's very playful with other dogs. Again, he's a little bit rough, um, but he you know he, he's not he's not going to bite this dog. Uh, and then he sees a couple, and he goes up to this couple and jumps up at the woman. Ah, okay. She was not expecting it mm -hmm. and staggers a little bit. Mm-hmm. And is obviously quite shocked. I appreciate that. I'm So I'm probably about 50 metres away now and the husband swings a foot at Elvis. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, and. So that's when I call him away, which, yep. to his credit, he realises there is nothing more to be had with this particular group. I am now ready to leave and, and rejoin the pack, so he, he's coming back. And the woman shouts, please control your effing dog. Um, uh -huh. Okay, yeah. So how, how would... Because uh, I'll tell you how I dealt with it. Mm -hmm. I'm just interested to know if one of your dogs 
reacted in that way, maybe not exactly that thing, but reacted in that way and someone took a swing at them or went to, to kick them and somebody else felt that they'd been assaulted in some way, how, mm-hmm. how would you deal with that? Um, well, I mean, firstly, the hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yes. Um, so it, it's a situation that you probably couldn't have foreseen um, unless you were studying their body language in particular. You know, maybe they were walking along, they were trying to keep away from dogs. Uh, maybe they didn't have a dog with them. So I would say for future things, just maybe if you can keep a sort of scan out of, of, of what's going on in the park. Mm. And then maybe if you see a couple walking along without a dog, just just swerve them next time. Yeah. Um, but in this instance, I mean, she swore at you, which probably wasn't necessary. Um, it sounds like they were probably quite scared, um, which is not something that you can necessarily tell straight off the bat as, as to how people are going to react to dogs. Yeah. But it sounds like if he went to kick him, he probably was trying to, to get him away, and that was his instant fearful reaction. Mm. And then she was scared by the whole thing, which is why she blurted out, you know, a swear word, and, and she was probably shaking about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so in that instance, you know, the right thing was done in the Elvis came back to you ASAP. Um, and then, I mean, you can do one of two things. You can focus on your dog and walk away and just make sure you turn your back to them and just carry on and just, you know, remove yourself from the situation. Or if you feel like you want to say something, you can say, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. But again, turn away and then cut off the conversation because the last thing you want is to get dragged into, you know, a big debate mm. over what happened. I mean, it sounds like everything was resolved very, very quickly. Yeah, yes, I mean, it was. He came, so what, what actually, what I did and what actually happened was he came back, I uh, put him on his, put him on his lead uh, uh-huh. and he was fine. He sat down, he looked at me it's where his focus was, you know, he wasn't trying to get away. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I didn't tell him off because what had happened was five, Already six, seven, gone. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and I didn't want to tell him off when he'd come back to me. Uh, yeah. And I, I called out, I, I, you know, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, as he was running back to me, this was it. As he was yeah. running back to me and she said, uh, in response to that, I said, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to do that. And mm-hmm. then, so when he was on his lead, I kind of looked towards them and, and they were still, they seemed to be talking and, you know, he had his hand on his on her arm as though, in, you know, in that way of, are you okay? Is, is everything mm-hmm. all right? And I started to kind of walk towards them because, I, you know, I, I love our dogs and whilst I, I understand that not everybody is a dog lover, I, I wanted to make sure there was some comprehension as to what went on that, mm-hmm. you know, they'd not been sitting. And the uh, the husband, I presume it's the husband, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but the, uh, I, um, the husband saw me coming and then kind of ushered his wife away, kind of looking back at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on like a parallel path. They were on another path uh, because Sutton Park is, is that, I think it's the biggest public park outside of a capital city in Europe or something. I mean, it's, you know, it's right. Like and dogs are allowed place. to be off lead there, yeah? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and is it, was, it made clear to, to anyone who's walking around that, that they should expect dogs to be off lead? It's from the moment you get past the cattle grid, mm-hmm. which is at the entrance, mm-hmm. you will find dogs 
off the lead. Mm-hmm. It's it is it's it's one of the the known things about Sutton Park is that it is a very incredibly dog friendly, mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons we take them there. It's good for socialisation. Um, that you could go seven days a week, and it's seven different walks you're doing. Um, and so the the so I didn't when when they started walking away, I thought okay, clearly they you know, and that's when I thought of they may they may have an issue with dogs. She uh-huh. may have had something that they didn't have a dog with them. So I just turned and, and walked away. But it, it's something I've carried with me kind of for the for the week because you do, you know, I did want to go up to them and say, listen, I'm really, really sorry. He, he doesn't mean it. He's not looking to be harmful. He yeah. Just, it, it sounds counterintuitive, um, but probably they don't want to hear your explanation. Mm. Um, so again, you can start to, you know, go down a whole different, you know, if they wanted to try and escalate it, they could. So what I'm saying that I think the best thing you can do is remove your dog from the situation. If you feel that you want to call out and say, I'm really sorry, do. But it was clear to you that he hadn't really done anything to them in terms of physical damage. Might have given her a bit of a shock or a fright. The really good thing is that these situations are few and far between. They're very, very rare. Um, especially in a park like Sutton Park, we, you know, we have Hampstead Heath down here, 700 acres, um, yeah. or over 700 acres, very dog-friendly, everyone knows that there's dogs running around and having fun. Um, so these situations, and it's almost a shame to hear that you've been carrying it around with you for the week, because I don't want an experience like that to carry on negatively with you. I mean, it didn't, what we did then was we, because we, we, I like to work on his lead work anyway, so we yeah. just kept him on. The, the The whole walk is it's probably about three quarters of a mile, and in in halfway up there, there's a, an ice cream van that we stop and we have a cup of tea and Lovely. sit down, you know. And uh, so it's it's very pleasant uh, and and uh, it's a gentle. It's not our big weekend walk. It's a little Sunday afternoon okay. kind of walk for them. Um, so we kept Do you feel him a bit more lead. nervous now? Or? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I feel I, I feel nervous letting him off the lead because okay. I don't want him. Um, I know we have to, and I, and what I've got in my mind, and and I'd be interested to know whether you, is that we will go to a different part because there are so many bits of, of Sutton Park as there is on Hampstead Heath. Go to a part where it isn't quite as busy and populated uh-huh. um and just to so he can be off the lead but there isn't the distraction of of other people um yeah. you know and, and if you do come across people it's likely they're going to have a dog um uh-huh. which you know I, I i is is one of the reasons that we that we take him there so that that's kind of my thinking kind of for the approaching weekend of well that's what i would probably do Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Know, we'll probably take him. There's a route that we take that where he goes by a big pool of water, and we've discovered he loves, he loves swimming. Water. Oh, he loves it. Brilliant. Whereas Lincoln loves it, he's just not mad on swimming in it. If he mm-hmm. if he can walk in it, he's as happy as a sandboy. But if he's he's not that keen on swimming all that much. Whereas Elvis is just like, yeah, get me in there. Oh, uh, perfect. You know, I'll go, which I yeah, I'm really pleased about. He's, you found his sweet spot. Yeah. So brilliant. Uh, and swimming is, you know, it's good for them. It's not as uh, stressful on the hips, which of course in Labradors is a, you know, is a big mm-hmm. issue later on in life. So I'm, I'm all about the. Uh, um, do you have a long line for him? Uh, we do. We've just got 
10 meter ones. Okay, perfect. Because that's something that you can do which will allow for the time at the moment um, because you've had this recent situation which will allow him some sense of freedom but it will also allow you to to still be attached to him and have a little bit of control over him. So it's sort of like a a halfway point, a happy compromise because the thing is, is if you start adjusting what you're doing and you start going off to quieter parts, that then sort of becomes part of your routine as in I'd like you to go back out and just try and enjoy it again. But be more aware, like let's say if you see uh, a couple that are walking in the, you know, far off in the distance and they haven't got dogs with them, maybe just put them on for a little bit. Yeah. Or distract him. Does he like ball play? Uh, he does, uh, yeah. Re- uh, retrieving and, and bringing it back and yeah. get obsessive, you know, keep going, keep going, keep he going. Does. He, he does. He, we've not, this is the thing where, yeah, we've not tried him in the park, but he is okay. generally very good with that, whereas Lincoln is very much uh, what we call uh, a finder. So if you throw uh-huh. a ball for him, he'll run after it and go, it's there, just to let you know, I found it, it's there, uh, <laughs> thanks very much, I'm, I'm yeah. off in this direction now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that would be, um, we, we're always very aware if we're walking somewhere and we see somebody else with a dog on a lead, we try yeah. and put the dogs on leads because, very good idea. you know, there's, there's normally, um, uh, and you probably know this, that uh, people who are walking like greyhounds or whippets, mm-hmm. they're more often than not, they're rescue dogs, so they're very nervous, they've been mistreated, and they can generally be a little bit skittish, and we don't want that. We don't want to uh, alarm them or, you know, um, make them distressed in any way. So, you know, we normally, and of course, there are some people who are very open, you know, they they, they uh, walk older, cranky dogs, Mm-hmm. on leads uh, you know they don't respond well to other dogs coming up and sniffing their behinds they yeah. you know we'll give them a a bit of what for if they do that so yeah so we're gonna well I, yeah we'll, we'll definitely try that with a longer line uh this yeah weekend. And, and, and you know um distracting him with various different things um i don't know maybe for the next couple of weeks take some chicken out with you um just to encourage and practice the recall yeah so that you're confident that any time you do call him, his recall is 100%. And until you get to that 100% point, you know, use the long line. But yeah, I mean, it's okay to go off to a quiet a bit for a while. Mm. Um, I just would not want you to get into that habit where you feel like, oh, he's a bit boisterous. You know, he's lolloping along. He's he's a bit young, and I'd rather keep him away from everyone. So, yeah. okay. But it sounds like you're approaching it very sensibly um, and just keep enjoying your walks with him. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, do you always walk them together, or do you still give Lincoln his own walk sometimes? Um, not as... We've we've started walking them more together. Uh-huh. So, but... Uh, and they both seem fine with that do you do you think we still need to do if no no no. just if you ever get the opportunity to to go off and take one off mm. that you know by themselves that one-on-one time is is really good for bonding oh okay oh well no yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely bear that in mind because uh, un, until really the past couple of weeks we couldn't walk them we couldn't do a lead walk with them together mm-hmm. uh because elvis just wanted to be near lincoln Mm-hmm. And just wants wow. to be by Lincoln, just wants to be near him, wants to sniff what he's sniffing and, you know, wants to, to be with him. And he's started to learn heel now. So he will, uh, you know, yesterday um, I took them both 
around kind of on a, a lead walk around um, near the house and I had Lincoln uh, I had Elvis on my left and Lincoln on my right and there was very few occasions when there was tension in the lead um, mm-hmm. you know it was and that's probably the first time certainly the first time I've done it I know my wife's done it a couple of times so that, mm-hmm. and that's been a big breakthrough for us but I, I, I like this idea of keeping that bond up because one of the things that we were told before we got a second dog is just be aware what you don't want the pack to be is Lincoln and Elvis is the pack and they're the leaders of the pack or see themselves as the leader of the pack and you're just a member of the pack Mm -hmm. you need to make sure that they're bonding with you more than they're kind of bonding with each other you know Mm -hmm. that they don't form their own two dog Mm -hmm. pack and then you're left on the outside it was so lovely to speak to Christiana, and in, in fact, we spoke for an awful lot longer. We spoke for about 40 minutes in the end. So I did get to ask her about kind of dog walking and how that does. And what I'll do is we'll do that next week is because I just I didn't want the entire episode to just be me and Christiana talking. Um, but uh, I thought it was worth us hearing that that bit of uh, of what happened with Elvis. We I've been out on lead walks with him since. Uh, but we've not been to the park. We're going to go this weekend and see and see what happens. And I'll let you know, you know, if anything adverse um, happens. Um, that is just about it. I mean, it seems to have whipped by uh, this week. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Th- thanks for sticking with us for this long. Um, do get in touch. The, the the podcast relies on interaction on messages on tweets on instagram comments on facebook posts on emails don't forget you can nominate your dog for puppy dog of the week uh, by emailing the puppy podcast at gmail.com uh, go to facebook and like the puppy podcast page uh, go to twitter as well follow us there at puppy podcast or on instagram uh, we post every day uh, you can uh, check out some pictures there at The Puppy Podcast. You can subscribe to The Puppy Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio and all good podcast apps. I've mentioned before, if you do come across a podcast app or you're on a podcast app and you can't find The Puppy Podcast, do let me know because it may be that I have to kind of resubmit the podcast to them. Um, genuinely thank you so much for listening this past week again has been massive we seem to have kind of gathered a whole new bunch of listeners and uh, i really appreciate that this has been a monkey pants production and do you know what ladies gentlemen furry babies i'll see you next week <laughs>